0: Pastor Ray, this is my wife Christy. So good to have you this morning. Uh, welcome to Bethel. Like Christy said, yes, this is like our shot of caffeine Woo! out of the grave. Right? Yes, yes. Awesome. It's so
1: good to have you guys this morning. So I like to read, you know those National Day things? Yeah. I like to, They're kind of weird, but I like to read them. So I have so much free time. So this morning I was looking at it instead of getting ready. Hmm. And um, I saw today is National Public sleeping day oh yeah. so right. it's national public sleeping day
0: well so actually, so pastor ruben was,
1: speaking today
0: yeah, i looked ahead on the calendar and i was uh-huh. like okay so national public sleeping yeah. day okay pastor, pastor ruben's, ruben's gonna up. take this yep, today that's up. gonna be good yes that's. So,
1: but i mean what a weird and awkward thing like so i'm just curious does anybody enjoy sleeping in public like anyone that's weird like right like
0: It depends, I mean.
1: Except on airplanes, Ray is just like, and take your seat, and he's out. Like, just (laughs) like that. I'm like, look over, oh, do you have your seat? Oh, he's out. He's snoring, and it's (laughs) embarrassing when we're not close enough to, like, hit him. Like, if he's, um, and I hear him snoring, and he's two seats away, that's awkward.
0: Well, it's like the mask thing is so good. I just put that mask on, and Mm -hmm. I'm gone, you know, it's so good.
1: So stay. hopefully you guys can stay awake today, okay, guys? Just for an hour, okay? And then you can go sit on a bench somewhere and take a nap, okay? But um, we're so glad to have you. If you're visiting with us, we are so glad that you're here today. Yeah. We're so glad that you found us. And we would love to connect with you, um, whether you're online or in person. And the best way to do that is to go to My Bethel. Dot cc slash connect and there's a little connection card there and just give us your name and a phone number or an email address and the reason for that is just so we can reach out to you and see how we can better serve you and how we can help you answer any questions
0: yeah, we understand you have a choice of where you can go to church. There's plenty of great churches in the area. Uh, we're so glad that you're here, though. we love to connect with you and see how we can serve together. Um, today, we are in week four of a mini-series within a series.
1: Right. This is, you like, so we're doing a long series called Alignment, right. and then raised like, we're doing a mini-series within a long series. So called
0: Finding the Real Jesus.
1: Finding the Real Jesus okay. mini-series. So
0: if you've missed it all, it doesn't matter, because uh, Pastor Ruben's going to catch you up to, to speed today, but we're talking about Finding the Real Jesus, because a lot of us have a Jesus or a Savior that we kind of create, and then we follow that one, and we wonder why they disappoint. And so we follow a Jesus many times that disappoints us because we're actually not following the real Jesus. Uh, this is our fourth week, so today is about Jesus as King. We started with Jesus as God, Jesus is man, Jesus is substitute, and then today Jesus is King. We here at Bethel, we dig into Scripture, and we want to align ourselves with Scripture, how Scripture teaches us about Jesus. And this matters because man, there's things to do. A lot of us say, well, I don't need to do anything because of XYZ. Actually, there's things to do on the way to follow the real Jesus. He paid it all, but I need to follow him and see who he really is. And so today we're going to jump in to week four, finding the real Jesus. Let's get started.
2: Good morning, Bethel. How are you? Good. Good. It's, uh, it's an honor to uh, open up God's Word this morning. Maybe, maybe you're wondering why I just uh, set a random Jesus on there. It's not a hood ornament, uh, nor it, it is an illustration. Pastor Ray, uh, it, we've been walking through this series to really help us understand um, who, who God really is, uh, who, who, Jesus, who Jesus is and who God made him to be. Um, and it's important for us uh, to do that um, but I feel like sometimes, don't you wish that scripture would come with a warning label? Uh, like I don't know if I don't know what uh, version you use or what Bible you use, but like in mine, there's like these different sections, and you you read section by section, and in in each section there's like a heading, and it says you know new life or hope in Jesus or something like that, and then you're like, okay, I wish that there was like a colon slash warning label, like this will change your life, and I think all of Scripture changes our lives, but there's times where we encounter uh, the truth of God's word, and it forces us to change, no matter how uncomfortable. It is no matter um, how uh, hard it is to to kind of walk that path But that's really what I want to do with our time uh, this morning and in our time in spending in the last several weeks we've been looking at what does scripture say? What does scripture teach us about Jesus and who he is? And why does that matter? Why does it matter that we understand and know who the real Jesus is? Because I don't know about you, as I have a really difficult time following anything blindly. I, I like Unless I know where I'm going, I'm the kind of person who needs a roadmap. Uh, Ray knows this about me. He's, he's different. He's a visionary. He can kind of see some things. He can kind of create his own roadmap. But I'm like, I want to know that I'm on the right path and that there's markers along the way that I can follow and I know that I'm ultimately going to get to my destination and I don't have to worry about kind of some of those things. So scripture for me uh, is, is an awesome thing, uh, and but it's also a challenging thing. As I've, as I've walked through uh, the, this passage that we're going to look at this morning in Philippians chapter 2. Um, the last couple weeks and kind of thinking about what does it mean that Jesus is king, it's actually been really challenging for me because there's areas of my life where um, I want to be the ruler. I want to be on the throne. I want to be in control. I want to be uh, the one who determines what my life should look like. And I think all of us, if we're honest with ourselves, have tendencies uh, in that direction. But the saying goes, knowledge is power, right? And so this is what I'm talking about, the whole warning thing, is that uh, here's, here's a warning that the realities that we're going to look at this morning are going to come with responsibility. Uh, as we understand and discover together who Jesus is, as we have been the last three weeks, and then we're closing this out with Jesus as king, it's going to cause us and we're going to have to do something with the knowledge and the information that we've been given. So it's like if you have kids... Um, knowledge is is powerful and kids use it or they use a lack of knowledge to do whatever they want and kind of go their own way. And so if if you have kids or have been around kids for a long time, you know how important it is to kind of get on their level and say, hey, I want you to look me in the eye. I want you to look me in the face and I want to know that you're hearing what I'm saying, okay? And sometimes with my kids, I have to tell them multiple times because they'll like look off to the side and like get distracted, especially our first son, Cage, If you uh, if you've spent any time in the in kids ministry. I'm sorry. Um, But no, he's, he's like all over the place sometimes. And so I have to really get him to focus and say, Cage, look me in the eye. And then I'll even go a step further and say, okay, repeat to me so that I know you understand what I told you to do. And he'll say, brush my teeth, get my jammies on, and go get in my bed. Okay, now I know that you heard me. And now, so if you choose to go another way, you're responsible and there will be consequences for that. There will be discipline that follows because you chose, you understood, you know what I'm telling you to do, and you willingly chose to walk another way. And I think sometimes, uh, or a lot of times, we're like that as humans. Um, But, so that's the importance. That's why we have been walking through this series together of discovering and finding the real Jesus that we see laid out in scripture for us. Because Oftentimes, we will create our own God. We will create our own Jesus that we want to follow, uh, and it becomes, we become disill- disillusioned with following Jesus because we've created this image or who we think Jesus, we want him to be, and we recognize and realize that it's an imperfect Jesus that we've created in our own minds and there's flaws and there's holes and it causes us to doubt who Jesus really is and so why so that's why it's important for us to really look in scripture and we believe that when we understand and we see Jesus the real Jesus for who he really is we will never be be the same when we come to a full understanding and knowing who Jesus is we will be forced to to uh to really walk a different way. And there's some adjustments or an alignment that needs to happen in, in our lives so that we can follow the real Jesus. So before we jump in this morning, I want to give you uh, kind of a warning label. There's, there's going to come, with the knowledge and the realities that we're going to look at this morning, there's a responsibility. There's going to be a responsibility on your end to say, okay, now that I understand this, now that I know this, and maybe you'll go through the service like this, and like, I didn't hear a word he said. Right? I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear him read the scripture, <laughs> so, uh, but if you understand and you, re, and you uh, acknowledge the realities that are found in scripture, it's going to cause us to say, it's going to cause you to ask some questions and say, okay, am I going to choose to follow uh, the real Jesus? And so let's jump in this morning, Philippians chapter 2 verses 9 through 11. Um, if you have your Bibles with you, go ahead and turn there. If you don't have your Bibles, if you're on a phone or a tablet, you can get on the, the Bible app and go to the lower right-hand side. It has three lines. You can click on there and uh, go to events. You'll see Bethel Community Church, and you can follow along. Uh, the notes are in there, and also the scriptures as well, so you can read along with us. If you don't have either of those, the, they will be on the screen as well. So it says this in verse uh, two or chapter 2, verses 9. He says, Therefore... God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. And at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, Lord, we love you. Uh, God, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for Jesus. Um, I thank you for who he is, and as we um, come to a deeper understanding and, and, and really recognize and acknowledge who you are, God, I pray that you would do the work in our hearts and in our lives that only you can do. God, I recognize that I am uh, simply a man that is um, communicating uh, something, God, but I pray, God, that your word, that your truth... Um, would sink deep into our hearts and our lives and that our lives would be different as a result of what we're going to talk about today and as we understand who you are. God, I pray that your spirit would uh, open our hearts and our minds and our ears uh, to hear what you have uh, for us today. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Uh, Amen in order for us to uh, really understand the weight uh, of what Paul is saying here, I think we have, to, we have to take some time to go back to the beginning. Um, and I say that because um, we really have to understand that the things that we're dealing with and the ways that we have gone as humans, sometimes we can be guilty of thinking, oh, this is a new thing. But really, if you look back at the trend of humanity and you kind of see the, uh, the trajectory of humanity overall you'll see that this is not a new idea and so i want to run this exercise with you and maybe some of the younger people may not know uh what this will say but if you do don't be shy put your shyness aside for a second if you're like i've never spoken public in my life but i want you to uh, i'm going to put something on the screen and i want to see if you can finish the lyrics okay so it says anything you can do okay anything or i can do anything good. So I heard some of you singing it. Okay, that's good. It's actually a song. I'm not going to sing it for you because it will reveal how terrible a voice I have. Um, So, but this is really, we have been conditioned as humans to think this way. Right? And this is not a new problem. This is not a 21st century problem. This is not even an American problem. This is a humanity problem. And I want to go back to Genesis chapter 3 and kind of see kind of where all of this started. So if you'll turn with me to Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. Again, if you have the, the Bible app, um, those, those scriptures will be there. But I want to read the first seven verses of chapter 3. And it says this, The serpent was the shrewdest of all wild animals the Lord God had made one day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat from the fruit of the trees in the garden? And she said, of course we may eat from the fruit of the trees in the garden. It's only the fruit in the, of the tree in the middle of the garden that we're not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat of it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. And then Satan re- replies, he says, you won't die God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. And the woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom. Here's what I saw uh, that stuck out to me. It says, she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and she ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness, so they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. And so here's what we have to understand. From the beginning of time, humanity chose to dethrone God as their ultimate authority and king and chose to put themselves in its place or attempted to put themselves in its place. And if you're honest with yourself this morning, and if I'm honest with myself, I, on a daily basis, am tempted to put myself in the place where God belongs. I I am tempted to go my own way, to do my own thing, or to, as if we're using going back to the kid illustration, to kind of look off into the distance and be like, oh, I didn't hear what you said, right? Like, and so we, when we come to an understanding of what scripture says, who Jesus is, and what he actually calls us to, we're responsible to respond. Um, But we ultimately choose our own path. We want to go our own way, and this is very subtle, right? And I wouldn't even necessarily say it out loud, or maybe you wouldn't. We wouldn't, like, talk about this conversation and be like, yeah, God, like, Jesus isn't God. Like, I'm God. Like, I'm king. No one, well, maybe you would. Maybe you're here today and be like, I really believe that I'm king. <laughs> Let's have a conversation afterward. But I think as a general population, right, and we're, we're, we're thinking through this, no one is going to, like, be like, yes, I am king. But functionally, every day in our lives, we have a tendency to operate our lives as if we know better than God because we want to be in control, right? Look at what uh, she said, what Eve said in the garden, at that scene in the garden. She said, I want, the, the serpent said that she could be like God. And what did that do to her psyche? She's like, whoa, wait, wait, wait. So you mean that the way that God made me, like I can be something else and maybe that something else is even better and then he goes she goes on to say and say she wanted the wisdom that it would give her so she in her mind made a shift and said i am going to pursue something and i believe the enemy was able to make her believe a lie that God was actually holding something out from from her. She was holding something back from her. And she said, okay, so if I eat this, then I'm going to receive and achieve something that God is holding back from me. And if God's holding back from me, what does that do? It causes doubt. Is God really a good God? Is God really who he says he is? And if I can't trust who God says he is, then why in the world would I ever submit my life to him? Why in the world would I ever follow his, his path? And so from the very beginning, the enemy has sold us a lie that God is holding out on us that what he wants for us isn't our best. And so we go our own way. We try to forge our own path. We make our own roadmap, so to speak. And as a result of our brokenness, every single one of us have a, has a bent towards trying to be the king and the ruler of our own lives. We want to functionally be like God, as she said in the garden. And the serpent. And this, this is what the serpent promised her. And she was like, that sounds great, right? Because we want to control the outcomes of our lives. We, we don't want to submit to any, thor- any authority but our own. We want to be our own boss, and we want to write the script of our own lives, and we want to be able to do what we want to do when we want to do it. Right, and we do this because here's what's happening: we have a fundamental misunderstanding that God created us for our glory instead of His. And when we when we come to that place where we understand, like, okay, God actually created me for His glory, not my own, it changes things. And so, why does it matter? Why is it important that we understand who the real Jesus is, the God of the Bible, who Jesus is in Scripture? is because it's an alignment issue. It's making an adjustment and to say, okay, I'm going to take some of my thinking and maybe some of my experiences in life and, and the, the, the God that I've formed in my mind, and I'm going to bring it into alignment with who Jesus says he really is. And over the last several weeks, we've talked about when we understand that Jesus is God, it settles the issue of Trust. Well, why can God be why can God be trusted? Because he's God over all things. He is the creator of all things and he is in control of all things. So, I can willingly admit and accept and submit to his authority because I can because he can be trusted. When we understand that Jesus is man, it settles the issue of relational empathy. Hebrews tells us that that Jesus came in the form of a man so that he could sympathize with us. So that he could be a a high priest or a great high priest or a a king that was not distant or separate from us, but that he could actually sympathize with our weaknesses and understand what it was like to walk through pain and hurt and heartache. And he is a God who actually knows you and he knows me. He experiences temptation. He experiences hardship and he experiences the good times and the bad and he can actually walk with us. So we have a God who is a relational God and who can understand what we're going through as humans. When we understand that Jesus is our substitute, it settles the issue of identity, which is a huge problem in our culture because all all we're doing all the time is we're searching and grabbing at things that we can cling to that will give us an identity. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's a boyfriend. Maybe it's a girlfriend. Maybe it's a husband. Maybe Maybe it's a marriage or a wife. Maybe it is something that we're holding on to, a career path to say, when people think of me, they think of this. And Jesus came so that you didn't have to fight that battle, so that you didn't have to fight day in and day out to de- de- determine what your identity was going to be because he settled it on the cross. And he said, because of Jesus, you have been given new life. You've been given new, a new name. You've been given new identity in me. And you no longer have to worry about settling your issue of identity because I've settled it for you. And I actually took your place. And so that's why it's important for us to understand that Jesus is our substitute. But when we understand that Jesus is our king, it actually settles the issue of purpose. We understand that God put us on a new path. He, he gave us new, a, a new playbook, so to speak, or a new map. And he said, follow this way because I am the king and because I am ultimately a good king and want the best for you. And this will be for my glory. And so we can willingly and and understand that we are to fall under the authority and the, the lordship or the kingship of God Almighty. Not me, and this is where you have to understand is that I'm not asking you today, I'm not trying to convince you today to fall under the Lordship and the kingship of me or Pastor Ray or Bethel. I'm asking you to look and to dig into scripture and say, what does Jesus require me uh, of me? What is it that Jesus has actually asked me to do? And I'm going to do it simply because his word says so and because he is king. So this isn't secondhand information. This isn't being passed down. Have you guys ever played that game telephone? where uh, somebody is given a phrase and then they pass it down. And they tell it in the ear from people to people to people. And then by the end, they're like, hey, what, what was the phrase? And they say something. And you're like, that was totally not what the phrase was, right? It gets skewed along the way. So I'm not asking you to, uh, to buy in and to believe something that I believe. I'm asking you to dig into scripture. I'm asking you to look at, at God's word and say, what is it that the king would have me to do? And submit to that authority, not to my authority, not to pastor raise authority because we would be secondhand information i'm asking you to test the scriptures for yourself and say who is it that i should follow and we want you to follow the jesus that is found in scripture not the jesus of our own making or the jesus of our own desires or our liking and so that's why it's important for you to understand and it's important that we don't just claim that jesus is king but actually align our lives as if he actually is So to be king is not just a matter of acknowledgement, however, but it's a matter of authority. And this is incredibly important. Many kings, kings throughout the world's history have not been acknowledged as kings in the minds and hearts of many individuals. All throughout history, we've, we've seen governments overthrown, we've seen presidents assassinated, kings and queens dethroned, all because humans want to go, we want to go our own way. And we refuse to fall under the authority of someone other than ourselves but just because a king is not acknowledged as king in the mind and the heart of an individual doesn't make them any less king. So if we put it in the context of today, in the context that we experience specifically here in America, you look at our presidency. How did the president get there? Well, majority vote, right? So I can say in my own heart, I can determine in my mind and in my heart, I have the freedom to do so and say, well, he's not, he's not my president, But does that make him any less president? No, because he's president given the the social structure and the authority that he's been given as president as says the system that we have set up, right? So I don't determine whether or not the president is president based on my acknowledgement of him being so. If you live in another country, sometimes kings are elected as, uh, just because of their family heritage and family lineage, and they're the next person in line, and they're king. They've been given the authority to act and to rule as king whether or not the society says, oh, they're, they're king. They may, recognize, they may not acknowledge him as king, but that doesn't make them any less king. Right? And so that's important for us to understand because we see Jesus say himself in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. He says, Jesus, and his, or Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and in earth. And it's important to know where his authority came from. In life, specifically in the Western world, we've experienced people who have been put in a place of authority and power that, may or, that we may or may not agree with. And they're flawed individuals and they're people who have limited power. Presidents, like I said, are elected by majority vote. Kings are sometimes assigned not based on competency, but simply by family lineage, and the list goes on. But Jesus, Jesus was made king by the God of the universe, by the creator of all things, the one who holds all things in his hands. That's the one who put Jesus in the place of highest honor. Let's go back to our verse in Philippians chapter 2, where we started, and he says in verse number 9, he says, Therefore God elevated him, to the place of highest honor, and gave him the name above all other names. And at his name, every knee should bow and every tongue will confess that what? He is Lord, or he is king, he is ruler over all things. And why is this true? Because it was for the glory of God the Father. So here's the bottom line this morning, and this is what I want you to to really walk away with. This is what I want you to understand is that Jesus is not king because I acknowledge him to be, but because God made him to be. I'll say that again. Jesus is not king because you and I acknowledge him to be king, but because God made him to be king. And here's the tension. I understand that maybe there's some tension rising in your heart. Say, man, like, you you can't say that. But as humans, we desire to be the Lord over our own lives. But we, but we must understand that ultimately we fall under the lordship and the kingship of Jesus. When we come into alignment with this reality that Jesus is king, it becomes more about the glory of God than it does about the glory of me. And that's hard for us to understand. That's hard for us to wrap our minds around because from the beginning, we've wanted to put ourselves in the place of God, in a place of authority. We want to be king. We want to be ruler. That's a natural thing because of our brokenness and because of our humanity. But when we fall and when we come into alignment with the reality that Jesus is king, we recognize and understand, oh, and we say this all the time here at Bethel, it's not about me. It's about Jesus. It's not about me. It's about others. We fundamentally, at ground level, understand that I was not created for my glory. Nor do I deserve the glory. Only God does. And only Jesus does. And so I will willingly fall in line and, uh, and, and submit to his authority. And has there been people throughout history that as a result of trying to put themselves on the throne, that have misused and mistreated people and all this kind of stuff? Yeah. That's because they were never meant to be the ultimate authority. Jesus was. And God put him in that place of highest honor. When we willingly submit to his authority and we pledge our full allegiance to him, and him alone, no matter what this life brings us, no matter how hard it may be, we need to acknowledge Jesus as as king, and that requires total allegiance and full submission to his authority in our lives. When we do this, we can be confident That we're not submitting to and acknowledging some sort of cheap substitute that we've created in our own minds or somebody else has conjured up, but that we're submitting to the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords, who has been given all authority in heaven and on earth and cannot and will not fail. To submit to Jesus as King would be to willingly acknowledge and confess that my wants and my desires are not my King. My government is not my king. My American rights are not even my king. My possessions are not my king. My spouse or my boyfriend or girlfriend, they're not my king. But Jesus is my king, and he is the one who ultimately determines the way that I live. One day, every knee will bow, whether we want to acknowledge him or not. One day, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. And this morning, we're going to have an opportunity to acknowledge Jesus as King in worship together. And so I want you to pay attention to the words of this next song that we're going to sing together. And I want you to ask yourself the question, is the, do I agree with this? Can at the end of this song, I can say amen or, or meaning I align with and I may it be so. Or are they just words on a screen that I sing just to do my due diligence and to come, to sit, to listen, and to leave, and to go on with my week? Or will I willingly fall under the submission and submit to God, to Jesus as king of my life, as the ultimate authority, the one who guides my path? So let's sing this song together because one day, whether we acknowledge him or not as king, Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Um,
0: I'd like to pray uh, this morning. I want to acknowledge a couple things. and uh, One of them is maybe, maybe these words are you're a way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the dark. Maybe that's something you're not experiencing in your life. And I want to pray for you that you would encounter the real Jesus as Pastor Ruben, Ruben has called you to. So let's, let's pray this morning. God, this morning we are in awe of who you are. We acknowledge that You're God. You became man. You went to the cross as our substitute in our place. You rose from the dead. You're placed in the highest position of honor as king. And yet, God, there's so many times in our lives that we don't experience that. We We don't feel that. We don't know that. But as we just sang, even when I don't feel it, even when I don't see it, you're working. You're drawing all men to yourself. God, this morning, I know that in our... Um, auditorium there's or watching online there may be someone that does not know you that has not acknowledged you that has not come into a relationship with you and yet this morning they feel a drawing they feel something that is tugging on their heart on their soul to acknowledge you God I pray that you would remove all distractions you remove all barriers and God that you would be as real as can be and draw people to yourself Jesus we love you we we are grateful for you before I finish praying, just, just with your heads bowed, just as a moment of personal reflection, you may say, Pastor Ray, I just, I don't actually feel that. I actually don't know Jesus. I've never stepped into a relationship with him. And I'd like to invite you to follow Jesus. I'd love to invite you to um, open up your heart and your mind to him and give your life to him. It's one thing hearing about Jesus. It's one thing hearing things about Jesus. It's another thing having a relationship with Jesus. And so this morning, if you're here and you say, Pastor Ray, I don't have all the, my, my questions answered. I don't know everything about everything, but I feel a drawing. I feel Jesus calling me in. Would you just lift your hand up real quick? I'd love to pray for you. I'm not going to call you out. I just want to pray with you and pray for you. Anybody like that this morning? Say, Pastor Ray, I need Jesus. I acknowledge that this morning. I see your hand over here. Anybody else? I, I see I, I need Jesus, and I acknowledge that he's drawing me in. Anyone else like that? God, you've seen our hands. Most importantly, you've seen our hearts. God, I pray that this morning we would be able to acknowledge and submit, acknowledge and fall in love with, acknowledge and pursue this relationship with Jesus. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much this morning, Pastor Ruben. Awesome. Uh, Awesome finale to the Finding the Real Jesus. This is the beginning of the journey. Um, My name is Ray. This is my dad, Randy. Um, He is a pastor, missionary, um, all-around outdoorsman, biker, hiker, I mean, just all super things. experienced, super young, <laughs> yeah. super experienced. You anyway, uh, my dad's uh, good to have you here, a uh, part of Bethel, uh, serving. And uh, this morning, you shared a verse with me that I think goes right in with this message. Yes.
3: <clears throat> One of my favorite verses in Proverbs in chapter 3, if you look in verse number 5, it talks about trusting in the Lord. But in verse number 6, it says that we're to seek Him in everything that we do, and then He's going to lead us in the paths that we need to go in and that that seek is not acknowledging is, is exactly what pastor ruben was saying acknowledging and uh it's kind of cool ray uh, you acknowledged that uh, i was your dad and that's that's a good thing and <laughs> yeah. uh, and i think that acknowledging has to do with loving somebody and taking them into account in everything that you do and i and i think that that's what god wants and that's certainly what jesus wants and yeah. these past four weeks have been awesome getting to know it, once again focusing in on jesus and getting to know Him as God and as man, as our substitute and certainly as our king and yeah. and acknowledging him in our
0: life. I think the, the scripture brings it into reality. So I mean, we gotta, we gotta acknowledge something about it. There's something intellectual that happens. Like we begin to think about it, ponder it and then it kind of moves into our hearts and so we begin to move. And I wanna encourage you this week, if you don't know exactly what to do, how to make Jesus king, how to acknowledge him in your daily life, I wanna, I wanna just give you one thing to do and if you'll start doing this today and just to practice this every single day, you'll see that it'll fall into place because one thing is to think, another thing is to understand and then, and then step into action because it's a full-body right. experience. This is what scripture penetrates the heart. It cuts the bone and the marrow. It actually moves us. And so right. if you're sitting on the edge of the seat saying, okay, so what do I do? Acknowledge Jesus King is a daily action. And so what I would, I would encourage you to do when you get up in the morning, first thing, just get up in the morning, go to the restroom, brush your teeth, whatever your normal routine is. You may even put the coffee on just in case, but whatever your routine is, then go to a place that you select and actually just get on your knees. And just say, God, today, I acknowledge you. Yeah. Because in, in verse 11, it says, every knee will bow, every tongue confess. That is a declaration of what's going to happen by force. It's way better if you choose. And so if you'll every single day in the morning, first thing in the morning, say, God, I don't know what this day holds, but I know you do because you're in control. I know you understand the struggles that I'm going to experience today because you're, you became man. You took my place, so I don't have to pay any dues. And now you're king, I acknowledge you. And if you'll do that every day, it is your knees bowing in humility, your tongue confessing that he is king. And if you'll do that every day, I promise you, your days will begin to align with what he has for you as the real Jesus. That's and exactly so let's start right. that. That's exactly right. Going back to that verse
3: number six. And, uh, yeah. and acknowledge him, and he's going to lead you in the path you need to go. And it's an amazing thing to give him your life every single day, just like Pastor Ray was saying, and, and I challenge you to do that. Your life will change, and you'll see a different path that your life takes That's on right. a daily basis.
0: That's so right. here at Bethel, we say it every week, we exist to love and lead one another, okay? So this is a together thing. We exist to love and lead one another yeah. to find and follow the real Jesus. All right. Love you guys. Have a great week.